What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Deep Digger Sports Pod. I'm your host, Drew. My other host, D, could not be here this week. He's in Vegas on a business trip, living it up. But don't worry, we wanted to get some content out this week. I'm going to hold it down. Uh, go ahead and like, comment, subscribe. Just get that right out of the way. We appreciate you guys. The comment section has been great lately. We really love the conversations we've been having in there. So keep commenting and follow us at Twitter at the Deep Dig Pod. Go ahead and we do a lot of polls there. We we talk to people on there. So we really like that. Today I'm just gonna get into a little bit about the Super Bowl. Try to talk about some things that haven't been talked to death by other bigger creators. And uh specifically want to get into like some of the comments the 49ers players made a week prior at the Pro Bowl. So I just want to get off right off the bat quick thoughts about the Super Bowl. I thought in the first half, the Eagles offense looked pretty unstoppable. Uh, they were impressive, man. I'll give them that. They looked really good. Jalen Hurts was humming. Um, the receivers were catching deep balls. I really, But the second half, Chiefs are the Chiefs for a reason. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, you cannot count them out. We're going to get into their weapons and like what went down a little bit later in the show, but let's go ahead and start with the holding call held around the world. I know a lot of people have talked about this, but I don't know, man. I think it was tick tacky. A lot of people saying that it shouldn't got called. You can see clearly in the in the instant replay, he tugged on the jersey for a second. Is that holding? Yes, technically. But the way the game was getting called, man, it was such a physical game. They didn't call a holding a defensive holding call that the rest of the the whole other part of the game. Nowhere else did they call a defensive holding call, and they were letting these guys go at it, which I'm, I can't lie. Beginning of the Super Bowl, I was not into it. I, I The matchup, it didn't seem juicy to me. It didn't seem like it was going to be an exciting Super Bowl. And then once it got going, I was kind of like, damn, the, the Chiefs are down. Jalen Hurts is looking amazing. And Patrick Mahomes gets hurt at half, and I started hammering that the Chiefs to cover plus six and a half, plus four and a half, plus three and a half. I'm throwing down all my money, all my life savings. I'm putting on the Chiefs to cover because I was like NFL script writers, bro. Like everyone's saying that the script is sounding really good for the Chiefs to come back. I'm not saying it's rigged, but man, you couldn't you could not have wrote it better for the Chiefs to come back and win this game. I want a lot of money. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes. Um but yeah, the holding, it sucks that the game was so good. And then it comes down to this last drive. And there's a penalty that changes the course of this game. I would have loved to see Jalen Hurts drive down the field and see if he can win the Super Bowl or go to overtime. Let's do these new overtime rules. L- like, who cares? Let's let these offenses bang, bang, go back and forth. Let's let them put up points. This is what they're there for, those rules. A high-scoring game. Um, I know it's crazy that the Eagles lost both their coordinators after this. Um, we'll talk. I'm going to talk about that for a second. The Eagles lost their offense coordinator, Shane Steichen, to the Colts. Happy for him. Happy for the Colts. I think that's going to be a decent job for him. And I think they got a pretty good coach. Um, taking into account that Jeff Saturday was the other option. Uh, Anyone 
anyone with coaching experience would have been better than Jeff Saturday. So I'm glad they got that out of the way. I think they're going to drop a quarterback. My guess would be Bryce Young and give them a couple years. Let's see if they can build something stable in Indy. It's crazy because this last season, they're a team that had like top five odds to win the Super Bowl. And now they're like a bottom of the barrel team. I just don't see that being the the case for long when they have a Jonathan Taylor, they have a Shaq Leonard, they have DeForest Buckner, they have pieces. So I think they're going to be pretty good if they can just get a quarterback. It, oh, it's so simple. Get a quarterback. No, yeah, it's hard, but I think they can get it done. Um, but flipping to the defense side of the ball, the Cardinals take the Eagles defensive coordinator and it is Jonathan Gannon. He does look like Dak Shepard. I thought he looked a little like Zach Braff with his hat on. Um, saw the video of him going to meet Kyler. He's clapping it up. Kyler is at the facility. That's good to know. Um, I don't I don't know what's going to happen with this guy, man. Um, they had like the number one, number two defense uh, going back and forth to 49ers this season. Their defense looked amazing for at times. In the Super Bowl, they give up a bunch of points they give up a lot to Patrick Mahomes yeah I just don't know what to think of this I know people were saying oh it's a good job because here here's the good he has low expectations for the first year he's not gonna have Kyler for first half so low chance of him getting fired fired for having a bad first season I guess but I'd argue it's a high chance of a one and done the second I saw that this guy was hired um they didn't do much interview work on him they I think they knew People were saying they knew it was going to be this guy from the get-go, and they were just kind of stalling. Um, So they knew it was his guy, that he was going to be the coach. What worries me is Kyler's going to come in, what, week 10? They're not going to have a good record, and then they're going to struggle. And then you get to the end of that season, and what, they win three games, four games, and they look at this guy, and they look at who's on the market, what other coaches are there, and then they're going to say, you know what? I know we thought we were going to build something with you, but we're going to go get a guy like we're going to go get someone better than you. And we're going to try to, you know, swing for the fence. We're going to take a swing and hopefully we do get a big name coach. And that's kind of, you know, you're another year into the Kyler Murray contract. Maybe they want to pull a thing where they give this guy two years they kind of eat up some of that Kyler contract so that the next guy can start to make a decision of like, hey, in two years, maybe uh, Kyler's c- contract is a little more doable where we can get rid of him or he turns into a superstar. That's kind of where they're sitting right now. Like we're stuck with Kyler, but if it gets down the road in two to three years with the next head coach and they do get a guy that they really like who is a big name. Can this guy flip Kyler Murray for like the next big rookie quarterback that they want or like a free agent or whatever they want to do? So that's going to be interesting to see how this plays out next season. Like it is interesting because they got a defensive coach for Kyler Murray also. And yeah, Kyler could go up and shake his hand and be happy that he's there. But at the end of the day, how much are these two really going to vibe and contact each other? Like how in sync are they going to be like call me when they get an offense coordinator 
when that happens, then we'll start to determine what this coaching staff is going to think of Kyler Murray and what Kyler Murray thinks of this coaching staff. Because you get a defense coordinator, okay, like what's Kyler going to, what's Kyler had to do with that? Yeah, you get a, ma- a guy in the room who can command the team, maybe put instill some leadership in Kyler, but it, it all comes down to can you work with him like on the field? And that's the real, that's the big hurdle. And also you hire a defense coach, you get a good offense coordinator in here, a young guy, it's probably going to be, he has a great year with Kyler. He goes and gets a head coaching job. You have to find another guy to work with Kyler in a year. And it's hard enough to find someone to fit Kyler's style and personality. And if you get something that hits and something that works, you're going to replace it in a year. So I'm not feeling great about this Cardinals job. I understand you have to take it because you're a coordinator that's not getting a lot of looks. Um, It's a head coaching job. You'd never know. Like, you never know in the NFL if you are going to have a great year and then get a head coaching job or you wait a year and then your defense sucks or your offense sucks and you're not talked about. So you kind of have to jump on these opportunities. You never know what's going to happen in the next cycle. So... We'll see what happens with Jonathan Gannon. Um, not a lot of hope from over here from me. <laughs> um, I also wanted before I got into the 49ers content, uh the 49ers comments about everything. One more thing I wanted to touch on in the Super Bowl. Can we make the quarterback sneak push illegal already? I hate seeing the Eagles line up in rugby stances and seeing seven grown men push Jalen Hurts over the it's so it's gonna work every time it's so hard to get leverage under that center and to they form a wedge with those two back and then they're just pushing the quarterback I understand if it works NFL teams are gonna do it I hate to see it I would rather see I I I actually I do like seeing a, a quarterback sneak I like it when it's like our offensive line versus your defensive line. And then the quarterback's just going to try to go in there and maybe a linebacker comes flying over the top. And it's so poetic. It's so cool to watch and it's iconic in for the league. But the way the Eagles have like used this <laughs> and it's just, it can't be fair, right? It, it, they're too good at it. It's I'm giving you a compliment Eagles. You're too good at this. You guys have broke the system. Quarterback sneak is indefensible against you guys. And we should change the rule. You can't have like four guys shove Jalen Hurts and just constantly push him until he falls over the line. They're getting, I mean, if they lined up every play and did this, they could get four yards of play and just go down the field. It's so unstoppable. As long as your quarterback is durable, Man, I I just I was so sick to my stomach watching that with all the money I had on the Chiefs and it would get fourth down, fourth down, fourth and short. And you know it's coming. You know they're going to line up and they're going to run a sneak. There's no time they're not even considering running a fake and like trying to bounce something outside. They're because they know they're going to get it. They're going to run up the middle, shove their quarterback past you and they're going to get it. So, I would like to see I don't know Am I wrong? Am I am I just salty that the Eagles are too good at this? Go ahead and leave a comment. Should they make this pushing the quarterback on a quarterback sneak illegal? 
let me know. Um, but the 49ers had a lot of comments um, pregame. They're, they're, you know, they're upset. They lost to the Eagles. Uh, we said in the previous thing, we gave our props to the Eagles players. I think they deserve to be there. I know there's a lot of 49ers fans on Twitter saying how, oh, the Eagles, they suck because like they shouldn't have been there. But at the end of the day, they lost on a loss. They lost on a last second field goal in the Super Bowl. They fully 100% deserved to be there. Maybe the 49ers also deserved to be there, but it just didn't fall our way. That doesn't take away from the fact that this Eagles team was talented and they were good enough to be there and they were good enough to win it. Um, just some of the comments, uh, Robbie Gold saying that Jalen Hurts isn't a good quarterback, that if they force him to play quarterback, that's a key to them beating the Eagles. Completely proved wrong. Robbie Gold, I'm sorry, that was a shit take. Horrible take. Jalen Hurts for the first half was the best court, was the best player in the game. Second half, he still looked amazing. I mean, he ran for three touchdowns. Oh, uh, yeah, you could say he ran, he's a running quarterback. He threw for like 300 plus yards. He was amazing. He was hitting throws that were crazy impressive. That throw to Dallas Goddard on third and long. And he just puts in a place where no one could get it except Dallas Goddard. It was so good. And then scrambling and hitting AJ Brown, hitting uh, Devontae on the deep ball. The guy makes all the throws. He makes plays happen. He can run. He can throw deep. He can throw short. He is a franchise guy and he should be paid as so. Even Mahomes after the game was tweeting out, there should be no doubt in anyone's mind about Jalen Hurts. To say that Jalen Hurts was not good enough in that game is just wrong. It's a lie. You're I don't know what you were anyone was watching who thinks Jalen Hurts is not legit. He is a franchise quarterback and he can win a Super Bowl. It just so happened to be he was against Patrick Mahomes who is better, but man, is he playing at a top five level in that game? He was, he was amazing. So completely wrong on that. Ayuk saying he bet all his money on the chiefs. Good job. He, uh, if he was allowed to bet, maybe he did. And he's going to sit on the sideline like Calvin Ridley. If he was allowed to bet, um, he made a lot of money. I also did make some money on that. Um, Jimmy Ward said that AJ Brown and Devonte Smith will pay. I mean, I guess they paid by taking an L. They lost. But I can't I can't lie about that either. Devontae Smith at times in this game looked pretty dominant. And that's to, that's a lot to say when AJ Brown's on the other side. Devontae Smith did have a moment where he kind of uh someone kind of fell on his ankle, got up limping. But other than that, I was like, yeah, this guy's small, but this guy has it. He's pretty special. Like is he a number one receiver also with AJ Brown? Seven catches, 100 yards. AJ Brown, six catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Were these guys exposed? No, like they had great plays. Second half, yeah, different story. The offense couldn't get going. Chiefs defense stepped up. But man, at times it was kind of like, how, how are we going to stop these guys? How are the Chiefs ever going to stop these guys? But they pulled it together. I just got to give them their flowers. They're they're good receivers. They have a really good receiving core. Um, also, Debo saying that the Eagles' defense is trash. 
Uh, oh no, that Debel Eagles defense will be exposed in uh, Bradbury's trash. I think Bradbury's not trash. I think he had a good year. I think he could play at a pretty high level. He did make the one bad play, but as we said earlier, and as other people have said online, it's kind of tic tacky call, and they were getting away with it all game. You you know from the beginning of the game how the game is going to be called going forward, and going for like in the beginning. You're getting away with all these hand stuff. You're getting physical and you think the refs are just going to let that slide. And it wasn't egregious. It didn't slow or impede Juju's path. Even like when the play happened, Juju did not react. Juju was just like, ah, man, that, that play didn't work. And I think it's because he didn't feel him. He didn't feel any resistance. It was, it was a small tug. Yeah. Uh, let me know in the comments. Did you guys think it was a valid pass interference call, or do you guys think they helped the Chiefs out? Like, what was it? Because I'm I'm leaning on the side where I'm like, yeah, it was by rule a defensive holding. He he tugged on his jersey, but in the moment of the game, I think it should not have been called. So go and let me know where do you guys stand on that. And then I just wanted to talk about the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and their offense really quickly. Um, very impressed. Patrick Mahomes gutted it out. He's been battling those ankle injuries. But what's more impressive is they let Tyreek Hill go. So he can be a big shot, big money guy in Miami. And I fully didn't believe in this receiving core. It, it felt so patchwork with the rookie Sky Moore, with Juju Smith-Schuster, and then they trade for Kadarius Tony, who's been kind of a dud in New York. And then you got like Jerry McKinnon, who's kind of a journey guy. Isaiah Pacheco, I felt really good about, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, to start the season, they just weren't sold on the guy. And so the only for sure thing I knew was Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. These other guys I didn't really like. Um, but for them to go out and Kadarius Tony to have a big impact on this game. Sky Moore with the whip route on the opposite side got a touchdown. Juju Smith Schuster, seven catches, 53 yards. He put in a really good game. Um, Kelsey, of course, went off 81 yards, uh, one touchdown. He did not hit his over, I believe. I think his over was around 81 and a half, 82. So that's pretty, uh, pretty rough for betters out there. I know everyone was telling me to slam that over. I stayed away from it. Um, but yeah, and then Jerry McKinnon, 15 receiving yards, 34 rushing yards. I'm really happy for the guy. I wish he could have been on the Niners doing this, but, you know, it's all right. He, he got his ring. Good for him. Uh, Pacheco, man, this is a guy I had on my fantasy team really early in the season. I felt really good. I remember watching him in like the first time I saw him carry a ball. I was like, that's a guy. He runs so hard. He runs like his life depends on it. They found something here, especially with the rotation of him and McKinnon. And he went for 15 carries, 76 yards, and a touchdown against a very good Eagles front seven. So really impressive. Nick Bolton, I just got to to close this out. Nick Bolton is a really good player. I know we had Charles Robinson from Arrowhead Addict on here uh, when the 49ers played the Chiefs. He was raving about this guy saying this could be one of the best linebackers in the league. After watching the game, I fully believe that this guy is special. I think they got really a, someone who could be a centerpiece in that defense. I think he's that good to go along with Chris Jones. I, I'm man. I wish the 49ers had a guy like that to replace like and as he's Alshair. 
But I think that's about all I have on. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, we just wanted to get out some quick content. Just really give um, you guys something to talk about in the comments. Let us know what you think. Go ahead and like. Go and subscribe. We're not taking a break. Sorry, we we were kind of late on the the pod this week. We got bu- I got busy with school stuff. Uh, my co-host has been traveling, so we're gonna be on it starting next week. We've been posting a video a day. We're gonna try to get back on that, and we have a lot of cool, interesting, different kinds of content coming this off season. So you're gonna want to subscribe and stay tuned. There is it's gonna be more than just us talking, but don't worry, it's gonna be still football, still in the same vein. But definitely some more fun stuff on the way. Thank you so much for being here. I hope I did a good job being here alone. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next time.